Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are talking about Thor Ragnarok again, but this time we're going to dig a little deeper. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Oh, it's time for some Thor feedback and discussion. How are you feeling about that? Oh, I'm so all about it, man. Uh, me I'm too, man. So me too. All about uh, it. Thank you, guys. We got a lot of Thor feedback, and we we've do. also we've even just got a lot of people writing in saying, "Where is more Thor talk?" So <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're we gonna tend to do get that, that with tonight. the better with the better content. We get a lot of feedback. We get a lot of people saying, talk about it more. Talk about that. Talk about that. And then we're happy to do that. On the bad content, we'll talk about it. And then the downloads won't move. (laughs) Yeah. We're we're very beholden to Marvel making good stuff. Right. This podcast. I mean, this podcast is literally like, if they just stopped making good stuff, it wouldn't exist after a few months. (laughs) Yeah. We'd be like, oh, well, that was it. Like, well, I guess we'll cover the movies every once in a while or whatever. Uh, No. uh, Some movie news coming up. (laughs) Let's see what we got for feedback, my friend. All right. We're uh, diving right into feedback. Full spoiler alert. We're just going to really talk about this movie. Yeah, if you haven't watched Thor Ragnarok yet, go. what are you doing with your life? What are you doing? Get out of here, you scamp. (laughs) Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Facebook, Thor Ragnarok spoiler free, maybe my new favorite Marvel movie. Ooh. That's that's bold talk. That is bold talk. It's up there for me, too, though. It is. Uh, I mean, I think I think Guardians still has it for me. Well, yeah, but this one's up there. Dude. It's really close to Guardians. Like this one is solidly up there for sure. For sure. I mean, it has been out for you know the the numbers for it don't really tell the tale on whether or not it's good. It just means that a lot of people are going to see it. But it does kind of say something about how good it is. Like the movie has been out since uh, beginning of November. And it's already at seven hundred ninety-three million dollars. Wow! So it might it might hit a billion. Wow! Uh, it might yeah, be maybe. a Thor movie that hits a billion. That would be insane, wouldn't it? So few have hit a billion. I mean, it would be a Thor movie where Justice League came out two weeks after it. Yeah, and it like has no right to do better than Justice League. It's a Thor movie, right? This you you've got Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, and Cyborg in one movie, and Aquaman, and Aquaman, which you know is not saying much. But then it's Jason Momoa, right? No, it, as it, Aquaman, by all rights, it should be destroying it. But I don't, I don't think that it is. I don't. Mm-mm. I'm not totally sure. But yeah, let's see what else. What Brian Keegan got to say? Brian Keegan said to his on Facebook, "Thor spoilers." If you read this. You will get spoiled. <laughs> to those of you who get spoiled by reading this, sun's getting real low, big guy. <laughs> I love this movie. They finally found a way to make Thor a sympathetic character. I just have to ask a couple of things, though. One, the spoiled Avengers 3 trailer had Thor land on the windshield of the Guardian ship. What will the fate of Asgard be in Infinity War? Will it have been destroyed completely? It seems likely. I think... That you keep talking about how the movie's going to open. I think that's going to be one of the opening scenes. Yeah, is the rest of that interaction between Thanos' ship and the Asgardian ship. Uh, how, you know, my question is, how long is Infinity War going to be? I have no idea. It's going to be like three and a half hours. I hope so. It has to be. I hope so. There's I wish so they'd, much that they. I wish they'd in. make that movie with an intermission so I could pee in a little. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it like classic theater. Yeah, man. I'll I'm, be there all damn night. I don't uh, give a damn. Yeah, 
Uh, let's see. Number two. What did you guys think of the pace at the beginning of the movie? Hmm. I felt like it was really quick at the beginning, uh, mostly because they were like, okay, Thor's doing some stuff. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Like, we got to get to the thing that everybody's here to see Sakaar. It's like right. they, it felt like they rushed through it, but they didn't gloss over anything while they were rushing through it. I do feel maybe Odin's death was underserved. I feel like Odin's death was underserved. It in, was beautiful. I don't think it was bad, but in that the, it was very obvious they were on a stage. I couldn't tell that. That didn't bother me. The lighting was terrible. It didn't bother me though. Oh, it was so bad. Um, it just. It bothered me a little bit that, like, I don't know, I, f- I didn't feel like... It, it, this whole movie is very quick, like, moving. It's a very, very quick movie, movie. Um, and I do feel like maybe Odin deserved a little more... Honestly, the Odin and... I know it's been settled over the internet at this point. We were waiting too long to do this re- recording, but... And the Warriors 3. Like, yeah. Those are four very important characters to, to Thor. Yep. Um... And that just got wrecked. Yeah, especially the Warriors three. I mean, at least Odin got his moment. Yeah, uh, but the, the Warriors three die, and there's like no no ceremony at all to it. You know. Yeah, it's two of them over. just go out. Yeah, and then one of them is like fighting Hogan, the Grim yep. is fighting until the bitter end, and there's no like, there's no lingering on it. You don't get to mourn them as a as a as an audience member, and Thor doesn't even get to see them. He doesn't get to see that happen. He doesn't get to think about it. He just shows up and has to, like... Well, he shows back up on, on Asgard, and he's got to immediately start fighting and, like, try to do something about Hela. And, yeah. like, this is one of the few Marvel movies where, like, the hero isn't able to finally overpower the bad guy. No. And that's that's really great. The way this movie ends is wonderful. Right? Um, it's like humbling for Thor and it's, uh, just, just, it's again, it's a clever way of defeating your enemy. Like retreat. He just retreats. Yeah. Let let Surtur, let Surtur and her destroy Asgard. She wants Asgard so bad. Let's destroy it. Even though that's my home too. And all of these people, Asgard's not a place. It's a people. It's a people. It's kind of a place too. Those people had a place to live and they called it Asgard (laughs) and you let it get destroyed. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Next up on that uh, on that long numbers of feedbacks. Uh, number three. Number three is Hella dead. It seemed pretty certain that Surtur drove a flaming sword the size of a mountain through her. What does this mean for your Infinity War predictions? Hmm. Oh no, she's not dead. There's no way. There's absolutely so. no way. No, he didn't drive a sword through her. He just smashed her through the thing, and she fell into a, a wormhole the same way that Loki did. Yeah, or she fell into space. I don't think she is for sure dead. No, like, there's no way. It, it seemed if if she is, it was kind of an off-screen death, which you know is never really dead. So yeah, I would say she's probably not dead. Yeah, she's um, hanging out with uh, if, Thanos and Red Skull. If she's dead, <laughs> then that is probably part of Thanos's reason for his mission. Could um, be. It's possible that he like is bringing the stones together so he can bring her back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I don't think she's dead. I think she's just, I think she just whatever she fought Surtur, but they're both kind of uh, impossible to kill sort yeah. of creatures. So yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Number four, the shards of Mjolnir are on Earth. Who is going to find and use them? Also, will anyone be able to pick them up? That's a very good question. I honestly think that 
if it if they did it right, there could be seven shards of Mjolnir on Earth, and we could get a fear itself line from that, hmm. from them developing hammers from the seven shards. Okay, I don't know the I don't know the line. Okay, well, it's the line of comics, the, the right. fear itself story. I don't know that. Um, there's a bunch of hammers that are delivered to different people, and they're basically like the destroyers, like conquerors of certain things. Um, it's a really crazy, honestly. It's like, for instance, um, I think they become breakers, like breaker of oceans, breaker of earth, breaker of uh, I don't I don't remember all the breakers, but like Colossus when he had Juggernaut's mind in him. Okay. Was one of the breakers, and Hulk was one of the breakers, if I recall correctly. Like, a bunch of different people got hammers that usually don't have hammers. Okay. And they became world breakers. And, hmm. like, Scotty the serpent. I think she was a serpent. Anyway, Scotty was, like, their de facto leader, and they were just, they were looking to, to get back to power, basically. And, uh, if I recall correctly, it was Odin's brother was involved in it as a bad guy as well okay i don't remember the exact story i'm sorry okay that's fun yeah no i just don't know it either but so, yeah they, that, they but, could but they, ham- could, they could, use the, could use the hammers okay cool yeah, yeah they could make hammers from the shards interesting which would be neat uh let's see number or, four there's been, there's been some speculation people online saying that uh possibly uh mr magic uh dr strange could reforge the hammer he didn't even need to reforge it. He can just roll it back. Right. Yeah, he just walk up with his eye of Agamotto and roll it on back. Yep. Put let's it back just, together. Let's just put that back to where it yeah. was. And just kind of... Bup, 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 he there just shows go. up. Thor, I brought this for you. And opens a portal and it just falls into his hand. Yeah, he's like, I couldn't lift it, but... I couldn't lift it, but I can create a portal directly yeah, under I can it. sling ring. I'm Doctor Strange. <laughs> this is this is my Doctor Strange American voice. <laughs> Bye-bye. I love that part of that movie. I love the Doctor Strange part. I love how he's so freaking in control. Yeah, me too. And he's just like blipping around and Thor's just like, oh, Jesus, like dropping and like spilling his drink. I just like his accent. Yeah. It's like, can I get a strand of your hair? And he's like, don't you freaking touch my hair. Bloop. <laughs> it's like, I don't care what you say. Right. Yeah, it's great. Oh, yeah. You're going to need your brother, too. I've been falling for 30 minutes. <laughs> I believe you can handle him from here. Handle me. Uh, bye-bye. Shoom. And they're gone. And that's it. That's all you need from Doctor Strange. And yep. it was so great. It really was. <sighs> uh, let's see. Number five. Stan Lee shaving Thor's hair made it completely okay. What else could Stan Lee remove from the MCU in a cameo and we'd be okay with it? Hmm. Uh, the Inhumans? <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. Too deep. Yeah, Too deep a cut. <laughs> He just blasts Adeline off the map. Yeah, don't care. Yeah. Uh, there we go again with another Adeline's not a place guess, to people. So yeah, that's the thing I thought was funny when they when they ended in humans that way. I was like, are they gonna end in humans with the same like sentiment and uh, basically actions that they're ending Thor Ragnarok with? That's kind of weird. That is. And um, then they did. And, and they did. It was less compelling. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Uh, they, Stan Lee can remove anything he wants. He's the, he's the man. He is the man. Right? Stan the man. Uh, number six is Bruce Banner dead. Bruce didn't quite have the luck transforming into the Hulk that he wanted when jumping out of that spacecraft. He said that he might not come back next time he becomes the Hulk. Is Bruce Banner dead and now Hulk rules? 
Well, uh, we can say with certainty that no, Bruce Banner does come back. Um, yeah, that's true. Because we've seen him in the Infinity War trailer. Yeah, so sorry we got to your question kind of late. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, he said, so many questions, sorry to make it a long one, but I loved this movie. Seeing it again soon. Thanks for the awesome cast, guys. You know what? Thank you for the awesome questions. Yeah, thank you. This has sparked good debate. Uh, mm-hmm. Not debate, but... Whatever, I'm debating you. Okay, yeah, well, I'm right. That's, I'm that's how right. debating works, right? I'm right. No, you're wrong. I'm right. No, wait, you're right, but I'm right in a different way, which makes me more right. Okay. I just won the debate. That's how you win. That's how you win. <laughs> all right, so Sierra Angel said to us on Facebook, well, I have a bit of a t-shirt collection. Almost every time a new superhero movie comes out, I try to get a corresponding t-shirt. I've been waiting months to finally wear this to see Thor. He had an amazing shirt that uh, I took a picture of. It's just Thor Ragnarok. I think it has a CK on the end, and it's Thor, yep. it's Thor playing a guitar. And the Hulk is the drummer. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's awesome. Perfect drummer. It reminds me of Animal from uh, <laughs> the Muppets. Yep. Yep. Hulk smash. Oh, you know what's really I'm great? You know what's really great to go with that shirt is the fact that the collector was playing a freaking keyboard. Oh, yeah. So the collector... Not the collector. Damn it, I Grand keep Master. doing that. The Grandmaster. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum was playing a keyboard. So that's perfect to go with the band. Yeah, totally. I love it. Anyway, she says, she continues saying, but anyway, I love this movie. I can definitely see why some people had some issues with all the comedy and some stuff seemed out of character, but I still really enjoyed it. It was a little weird seeing Hulk talk so much, though. I can't get over just how badass Thor looked, all infused with thunder. It it definitely has me pumped for Infinity War. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on the movie. Hard eyes emoji times three. I feel like... Thor going into Infinity War is going to be rough because I think he Asgard is not a place that is a people and he allows the place to be destroyed and then it appears that the beginning of the, the, <laughs> the Infinity War destroyed. the people are going to get pretty massively injured if not destroyed. Damn so, man. That's pretty rough. <laughs> Just when I thought we were safe. Now we get wrecked. Yep. And then like I lost an eye mm. and he might be about to lose a uh, an arm. Yikes. He does in the comics, but it's for yeah. a different reason. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. old King Thor is crazy powerful. Anyway, yep. I, I think we might get to see Rune King Thor here soon. Uh, okay. Let's see. That's just another stupid, powerful version. Uh, Jeffrey James said to us on Facebook, Thor Ragnarok feedback. Spoilers. Probably one of the most enjoyable movies I've seen in a long time, and certainly the most intentionally funny superhero movie ever. Two questions. One, does Thor's answer no to Strange's question, do you have a computer, mean that Thor in Australia shorts are now canon? Could be. Uh, does he not have, I guess he doesn't have a computer in those shorts. Yeah, he doesn't. He, uh, he tells Darren what to write. I feel like those Thor in Australia shorts are kind of the basis of Thor's character in these movies. It's what it feels in like. In Thor Ragnarok. I feel like they really, like, really retailored the character after that. They though. had to put those out to, like, prep people for this yeah, Thor. kind of. Now, I don't think Thor is nearly as dumb as he seems. Or as some people are saying he is. I think a lot of what sounds dumb... I think he's technologically dumb because yeah. he doesn't think about that stuff. He's Thor. Yeah. Uh, but and I think a lot of the stuff where me. people are like, he's acting like an idiot. I think he's just 
for the first time having a sense of humor. Yeah. Um, and I think that's because he's lived on Earth for a few years, and he's, he's got loosened this loosened up. Yeah, he's he's loosened up for real, and I think like he and he's also the people he's been around, like Tony Stark. Yeah, he's just he's just developed a bit of snark. That first scene where he's uh, fighting, um, fighting Surtur, I guess, uh, and he's like waiting on his hammer and all this stuff. Like it was funny. It was really like a funny scene. Uh, and he he seemed almost like he was being silly, but I think he was just it's a certain amount of bravado that he has oh, yeah. in the face of danger. Yeah, yeah, um, makes him sound dumb almost, but he's he's just that badass. I don't know. Yeah, and that dragon, that dragon was intense too. I was hoping that that wasn't going to be Fin Fang Foom, and it doesn't look like it was. Anyway, uh, Jeffrey James continues saying. If Earth assault rifles are so deadly to magically animated creatures, why are Asgardians still fighting with swords? A great question. It's a matter of honor, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of dumb. <laughs> you know, I'm with him on this. Yeah. It's like, you've been to planets where they have munitions. Yeah, but their their ships have guns. Like, they showed that. Did they? Yeah, they're like the flying ships have guns on them. That's what was shooting at Hella okay. when she like launched a bunch of things at them and then like took them down. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nerdy Tastic said to us on Twitter at MCU Cast, "I am here for the Doctor Strange and Thor buddy comedy where Thor knocks shit over the whole time." <laughs> That's true. That's true. I'm I'm there for that as well. God, that was funny as hell. Yeah, that was one of the funniest, it, funniest lines in the whole thing. Honestly, it seemed like that whole thing where, where Thor just, like, trashed everything <laughs> in the Sanctum was kind of payback for uh, for Doctor Strange, like, jostling Thor around so much. He's like, okay, well, you're going to screw with my head and, like, pop everywhere and take out my hair? I'm going to break all I'm your magical wreck your things. Shit. I'm going to you wreck know, everything gonna, I, I, He's going to walk through Ayavagamadoing that whole building. Oh, yeah, he's, he's going like, to roll it all back. Roll it back. Roll he's, it back a he's little. He's just going to roll it all back, and it's going to be fine. But at least Thor gets the satisfaction of being like, you know what? Screw you. Yeah, it was funny. It was really funny. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, next up. Nerdy Tastic said, at MCUcast, was it me, or did Hela seem to get her powers from her antlers somehow? She always seemed to put them on before going into battle. And did we learn who her mom was? Was it Frigga? Hmm. I don't. I didn't get the sense that she got her powers from her antlers, but that it was just like her battle armor, similar yeah. to how Thor has his own battle armor that he puts on that's almost like invisible. I've. I, I kind of assumed she had the antlers all along. She just made them visible or not visible kind of like he does when he's like wearing a suit and he throws down that umbrella and turns into thor you know yeah maybe the armor's there all along but it's a trick it's just a trick of the light honestly dude that umbrella thing like turning from normal clothes into thor was straight out of the comics yeah no i know donald blake man he had a cane. cane yeah um as far as like who her mom is we don't know that wasn't that wasn't described um, and it honestly it looked like it was her hair, the antlers. Oh, you think? Yeah, it looked like she changed her hair into the antlers. <laughs> I I did not get that sense, it but widened and narrowed as she needed them needed them to. You know, sometimes you got to walk through doors. Sure. <laughs> uh, Yodi who said to us on Twitter at MCU cast finally spoilers. Sam Neil played Odin in the play. 
Thor loses an eye. That is Thanos' ship at the end. Love this film. The director also voiced Korg, and I loved him. Throwing things at Loki to see if he's real was amazing. Hashtag Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Hashtag MCU cast. Agree with all. Yep. <laughs> when she had him, when she had Loki chained up, and Thor walks in and just chucks a can at his head, uh-huh. he's bop, ow. He's like, oh, yep. Super good. I love it. I love it so much. He's making sure he's there. Uh, Jordan Olson said, feedback for Thor Ragnarok with spoilers, question mark. I guess you're going to have spoilers. I mean, it's up to you, man. Um, <laughs> totally loved it. I know it's not the same Thor that we're used to, but I'm justifying the new goofball, lighthearted Thor as the result of all the character growth he's made over the past few movies. Overall, super hilarious and loved how the movie didn't take itself seriously. I also really appreciated the fact that they used the Immigrant Song for fight scenes in the actual movie and not just for hyping up the trailer. A pet peeve of mine, not sure if anyone else agrees though. The best part had to be Korg. Waititi did an amazing job and was by far the funniest character. Looking forward to a gif of him shouting, PISS OFF GHOST! <laughs> I um I totally agree with uh Jordan about the fact that I hate when they put a really killer song in the trailer and it's not in the movie. And they don't use it? It makes like, me so oh mad. Oh my god. First example that I remember is uh the movie Starship Troopers. Mm-hmm. The trailer had Blur Song Two. Oh. And that song yeah, and it had the bu- bugs blowing up to these like missiles striking. It just was so good. Yeah, and then it wasn't in the movie at all. What the hell? Still a great movie, but I was pretty upset. I would like to because I really like Blur song too. Yeah, I would like to know more. Um, <laughs> I also, you know what. I, I saw this on somebody's uh, kind of reaction to Thor Ragnarok, uh, talking about the character growth of Thor. It takes Thor, Avengers, Thor 2, Avengers 2, for him to really become a different kind of Thor. Like, you can see him, over the course of all of those movies, loosening up a little bit more and a little bit more. The more time he spends on Earth, and the more time he spends... You know, with these other heroes and with real normal people, he starts to kind of understand that humor is a thing that that needs to be thrown in. I think that he has a sense of humor from the beginning when he's fighting like the frost giants, and he's but it's a it's a different kind of a sense of humor. He's like Shakespearean, and I think he's just sort of developed a sense of humor by hanging out with people on Earth for a while, hanging out with Jane Foster and uh, and Tony Stark. Honestly, like just like. His 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 sense of humor has gained the snarkiness. Um, it does feel like a leap in his character. Like we didn't see a lot of like in between parts. I don't I don't feel like. Yeah. Uh, I still feel like in. They said two years of searching. Right. Yeah, searching the universe. It's been two more years since since Age of Ultron. So. Yeah. And I mean, in Age of Ultron, there was a point where like you can tell that he he still held on a little bit to that Shakespearean quality that he had. But he was still like he was starting to loosen up, like yeah. in the beginning when uh, at that like, party he feels a little more human. Well, even before that, like when uh, when they like hey Hulk or like status report on the Hulk, and um, then Thor's like the gates of hell are filled with the screams of his victims, and then he's like oh god why oh no and he's like oh, but not the screams of the dead of course it's just wounded screams and see that that feels. Lots of, I feel like with bringing up that statement, you are 
undermining the whole argument because no, like, I feel like I'm that saying, felt like, exactly like Shakespearean it Thor. It didn't feel like first movie Thor. It didn't feel like Thor, Thor. It felt like progression from Thor to Avengers to Thor 2 into Avengers Age of Ultron. And then when he got into like the party, he was like, this has been aged in oak barrels for thousands of years. It's not for mortal men. Like that still felt like that Thor, but he was having more fun with himself. Right. And then like, you see more of that, like that logical progression more into this movie. Right. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it still, it still feels like a big, good bit of a leap, but I'm definitely willing to go with it. Cause it's so much, so much fun. Yeah. Like I'm okay with it because it was so good. All right, so Carrie McKellar said, uh, saw Thor, and I have to say that it was awesome. I love the fact that they keep some of the traditional myths. Uh, I love how they played Loki. And am I the only one who got Enchantress vibes off of Hela? I don't believe you are. I think you uh, are not the only one. Particularly, she had the same sidekick, right? Yep. Uh, in, what's his name? Scourge. Scourge, yeah. So Scourge was directly at an Enchantress sidekick because they just scooted over. <laughs> To, yeah. be, to be part of Hela's unfortunate. Well, I like the Enchantress. You know, a shame we might get her a different Amora version. Was a, was a you know cool thing, but uh, you know, there were definitely Enchantress vibes off of her. Um, you know, we we figured that that was going to be a thing, but there was also like she could have also been. Ah, oh, crap! Who was it? There was another female villain. Too late. Uh, Lost it. Just Oh well. Oh, where were okay. we? Moving on. Yeah. You... So Carrie, you're not the only one that's gotten Enchantress vibes off of off of her. Uh she's basically smashing together uh Hella and Enchantress. And we might like Matt said, we might get Enchantress later. Let's hope, because you know, Enchantress was really cool. Yeah. But that's beside the point. Uh, Svante Hoagley said Feedback All caps Korg and Meek plus Guardians of the Galaxy Thoughts? They would absolutely fit well Wouldn't they? Um, yeah. Hey man Hey man <laughs> Meek, you're alive <laughs> That was that was less Kiwi My uh, bad That's so good I just love the, the Kiwi voice <laughs> I, just, I stepped on movie. him I felt so bad about it. I've been carrying him around all day. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that was so good. I need to go see that. I might go see that again tomorrow. Yeah. Let's take some of that uh, Patreon money and just go watch the movie again. 16 times. Yeah. Right now. Just, just go take all the Patreon money from this past year and just go see Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> over and over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Demiana Latfi. Send us an email. Hi, guys. Hello. Smiley face emoji. Same as last time. Sorry if my English is weird. Sorry if I write writing great and amazing over 50 times. <laughs> <laughs> we understand the writing great and amazing over and over. Cause yeah, that's, I mean, that's the thing that we This do. movie was real good. This movie was, in fact, great and amazing. And great so, and amazing. Yep. All of those things. Uh, <laughs> Demiana says, uh, this might get a bit long, by the way, uh, I've seen Ragnarok for the second time yesterday, and I can easily say that it's among my top three MCU movies. Everything about this movie was great. The visuals, the humor, simply everything. I really love what they've done with Thor's character. I can understand that Chris became a bit bored and wanted to do something new. And this development... Yeah, this developed was... 
blah, and this developed exactly in the right direction. Thor kicks ass, and I have no words to describe how awesome the use of the immigrant song was. Yeah. Kate Blanchett as Hella was phenomenal, too. You could tell she had a blast playing the role. Unfortunately, I got already spoiled that she's Thor's sister, but thankfully that was a twist that already happened at the beginning. I love the new characters. Valkyrie might be one of my favorite female MCU characters, and Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster was simply golden. I loved how weird he was, and that he was basically flirting with everyone all the time. <laughs> Taika Waititi as Korg was hilarious. I really hope we'll see him again. Piss off, ghost! That part was so good. It's so good. Uh, there's actually been talk of there being a Korg and Meek movie, or a Korg and Meek spinoff into something like Marvel uh. has plans for them. That would be so good. Right? It's like a Korg and Meek series of some sort. Would be yes. Amazing. Oh, my God. It, like, you could do, like, shorts, yeah. one-shots on on freaking YouTube. I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah. That'd oh. be such a cool direction for Marvel to go. Like, they're still being pretty traditional with their movies and their TV, but we we ate up those shorts they did. Yeah, And did. I wish they would do more of that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, continuing, uh, Demi's uh, Seeing Hulk Again was great, too. I especially loved that it was, uh, oh yeah, this is, it was seeing Natasha is what made Hulk transform back to Banner. Uh, it showed how much she still means to him, even after all these years. Since time seems to run slower on Sakaar, he must have been there way longer than two years. And as always, Loki was amazing. I really loved his character development. Every scene with him was great. I think this movie also shows very well how he sees himself. Many were afraid that the movie would be too funny, but I didn't think that was the case. The scene where Odin tells both his sons that he's proud of them, the scenes with Thor and Loki talking to each other in the cell and in the elevator, I thought the emotions were very well balanced. See, I think even the idea of something being too funny, I don't think that's possible. It's ridiculous. The idea of something being too funny is silly. Um, what the idea is, is can you make the pivot from being hilarious and still have those uh, those emotional moments. And I think this movie did it pretty well. This movie balanced everything exceptionally well. Yeah, uh, it did it pretty well. I, I do, as I said before, I do think that like them sticking so to the funny side did not allow for some of the character deaths to matter as much. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, these are some of the character deaths that will probably remain dead. In the MCU, the th- the Warriors three are probably gone for good. Odin is probably gone for good, and it's like we didn't get those real emotional, impactful moments with them. Like we yeah, could have. like it impacted me in a big way. I was very shocked, very upset when they killed Volstag and Fandral, like right, right there by right beside each other, but all at once. If you weren't a fan of the Thor movies as much as you are. You might not have even noticed who they were. Like they didn't really focus on the fact that these are characters that Thor cares about or that we should care about. Um, the movie treated it very quick. Yeah, it was, and I think some of that is is by virtue of them not wanting to drag the movie down to us. You know, they didn't want to drag the movie down. They wanted to keep it poppy, keep it funny, keep it you know, keep it light. Well, it felt like honestly, it felt like two movies smashed together. It felt like the super serious movie that Hella was trying to be in, and then it felt like the fun kind of road trip buddy comedy that Thor and Hulk were in on Sakaar. See, I, did, I don't, I didn't get that. I still feel like Hella was the way she's chewing the scenery and acting so, you know, over the top. Yeah, did not make it feel like things had stakes for that side of half of the film. They felt very just like 
still kind of fun, even though it's like a villain having fun. She's still like fun. She's yeah. not like well. If you if you also pair that with Heimdall, Heimdall stuff felt pretty serious. Like Heimdall bringing Thor over for that quick little view into like this is what's happening here. We're all we're all dying. You know this is very serious. You know you have to do a thing, and Thor's just like, but I'm having fun over here being Thor. Yeah, he's like you're on a planet surrounded by doorways. Go through one. Which one? The big one. <laughs> and like Heimdall and everything on Asgard happening was so serious, and I felt like they balanced it really well by giving Sakar kind of a goofy, happy, silly vibe. You know, run, yeah, I just run don't, by the Grandmaster. I just don't really agree. I think that the stuff on Asgard still felt pretty silly. I mean, especially like the final battle sequence is a great example. Uh, the fact that they let let. Uh, let Banner hit the bridge and just kind of like crack his neck. <laughs> yeah. Um, the fact that they let Surtur come and like Surtur destroying Asgard was funny. Like him, because it's like, look at me, I finally win. Well, it's like, no, we let you win. And yeah. it was, there was, there was a sense of humor to the whole thing of like, burn it all down. And it just losing his home, losing his father, losing his best friends. Like those things all happened in this movie. And it ne- we never got that emotional resonance uh, from Thor, particularly. Well, he wasn't we, there we to see it on well, three of them. Precisely. Like, I mean, that's that's the point. Like, they didn't take the moment to, like, uh, have him even never learn about them dying. Yeah. Like, they just didn't care to have those moments. They wanted to make it a fun and light movie. And they did. And it, I, I enjoyed it. But I do think that it suffers, the seriousness suffers a little bit when you when you make it that funny. <clears throat> yeah, but if you look at if you if it had been a strictly Ragnarok movie about just fighting against Surtur and trying to keep that at bay, mm-hmm. that would have been way too serious. Would have taken itself oh, way yeah. too seriously. The, no, I'm nobody not, I'm really not, cared about it. I am not. I'm not trying to like argue they they should have some, done something differently. Yeah, I'm just saying there is a point to be made that when you make a movie that this is funny, you you, you lose, lose out. It. You lose certain. Parts. I can I can get that. It's hilarious. I, see now that's the thing I feel like Guardians does a better job of. Yeah. In both Guardians movies, I let I cried at certain moments. When the the final moment when he grabs his mother's hand, reaches through time, grabbing his mother's hand. Uh, that is that is one of the most emotionally impactful moments in, in the middle of a movie that is full of laughs. Yep. And when when he said when when. Uh, and this is spoiler alert for Guardians Two because it's still fairly new. Um, when 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 Yondu <laughs> says, you know, I might not be your father, but I'm your papa or I'm whatever. Your daddy. I'm your daddy. Yep. And he and he and he takes off and lets himself die. God. Like that is a hard hitting moment. And the, the funeral, the, the the Ravager funeral. I don't think Guardians is less funny than Thor. I think it's more fun. Like I, I think it's still like I think the Guardians does a better job of balancing those two things. Like there's no moments like that Ravager funeral or like Peter Quill grabbing his mother's hands. There's nothing like that in Thor. You know? See you see the difference? I, I do. I do now. Um, um I I don't I don't say that I'm not saying it's bad. I loved it. It was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed every minute of it, but it did not that's why it's not that's why it's not gonna take the top spot from from Guardians for me because okay. it doesn't have that moment of like oh I'm I'm fully emotionally invested in this this moment and I'm 
I feel joy and pain at the same time. Like this just uh yeah. that Ravager funeral, man. Oh. That was a good one. It kills me. It kills me. <laughs> um <laughs> That was a good one. Okay, so I guess we need to move on. Uh, Matthew Waldo Wild Waldow Waldow Matthew said to us in an email, Hey guys. Just listened to the cast, and it was awesome! I know you mentioned Matt Damon playing Loki in the Asgard play, but did you notice Sam Neill as Odin? And also Luke Hemsworth was Thor? Also, when the people on Sakaar were building the statue of Hulk, did you notice the statue of Beta Ray Bill? I hope we get to see him in the future of the MCU as they venture into space. Keep up the awesome work, guys. Matt. Did you also notice, along with Beta Ray Bill, there was a statue of Ares? I did not notice any of these things. Oh, man. But I have, in subsequent watchings of YouTube videos, people have pointed them out to me. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Uh, but, but no, I, I didn't notice that. And those actors, I did not notice Luke Hemsworth or... I didn't uh, either. Or, or Sam Neill. And I'm still just sad that Sam Neill didn't play uh, Red Skull. Yeah. That's what we were speculating, and I wish... I so wish he'd played Red Skull. That would have been amazing. Man, especially... On, it would have been perfect for him to be on Sakaar. Right? Like, uh, right? Like, uh, That's exactly where Red Skull belongs! It's like, he's just trash of the universe that like got yes! sent off somewhere, and like him being kept under the... Re- what if, like, in the revolution, when he's setting all the prisoners free, like... Red Skull's in there? What if Red Skull had just, like, come Snuck out in? Oh, come out in that group? Hey, man, we're gonna get on this big-ass spaceship. You wanna come, too? Yes, I do. That would have been amazing, right? Oh, so such a missed opportunity. God. And like you know, for a fact that Red Skull is on the ship that's about to meet Thanos. Like uh. that, that could have been just so perfect. Oh, and it doesn't have to. I know that uh, a freaking guy who played him doesn't want to play him again. And I love that actor, um, Hugo Weaving. I love Hugo Weaving so much. He said recently that he'd be okay with coming back. Well, he said he would if they asked him to. Yeah. Uh, and he seems more okay with it now. He hasn't had a huge movie in a while. Um, he, might for, be, for he's a like, while, I need some money. For a while there, he was in like every big movie. Mm-hmm. All the Matrixes, of course. And then he was in V for Vendetta, and he was amazing in that. Um, I forget. Elrond. El- yeah, Lord it's, of the Rings. all these huge movies. And I don't know if he was in any of the uh, other um, the Hobbit movies or not. He was. He was. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, now it's been a while since I've seen him in anything really interesting. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I don't even know what he's been. He may have been in things that I wasn't paying attention to, but uh, he, he's uh, he, he's he's wonderful. I'd love to see him back, but but man, I'd love. I, I don't care who plays him. It's Red Skull. Put a big red mask on anybody. It's going to be fine, right? Doesn't have to be played by the same actor. I seriously think that Sam Neill could pull it off. Oh, absolutely, especially like an older easy. one. Look at them side by side. He looks like an older version of Hugo Weaving. It would have been perfect. And then I, I was sad when I found out that that was the only role they gave Sam Neill. Ah, uh, and just seeing him on Sakaar would have been ah. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brent Scott said, "You guys really like that Thor is a moron in this movie. He's going to be king. He should act like it." He should be a badass, not a silly fool. Okay, we got it. We have a dissenter amongst the ranks. Yeah, no, and that's cool. Uh, Brent, totally understand where you're coming from. I don't think, for the most part, he was a moron in this film. Uh, there's definitely some parts. He seems to not know much about technology, which I don't know how I feel about that. With Asgard being so technologically advanced, but it's like so technologically advanced that everything seems like magic and everything just works. 
And it's kind of strange that, like, he doesn't know how to, like... He doesn't seem to know how to operate a computer or whatever. They don't need computers or cell phones when they got magic. Sure. Sure. Uh, But, you know, that is a little, like, there are some weird gaps in his knowledge. But for the most part, I felt like most of his humor and silliness in this movie was just him being overly... uh, Overly... Optimistic. Yeah. it's like he was loving being Thor. Yeah, it's like he's having a good time, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't take it as as him being a silly fool. Um, but I understand where you're coming from, though, Brent. I can see it from that perspective. Um, okay, all right. So it looks like we got a voicemail for some feedback. Let's listen to that. Yeah. Hey, I got some Ragnarok questions for you. So, was Surtur in a weakened state at the very beginning because? In the comic books, there's no way Thor could beat Surtur that easily one-on-one. And then also, did I notice when Valkyrie was introducing Thor to the Grandmaster, did she? Did he say something about, you know, well, you did bring me champion. Was he referring to Hulk, who was the current champion, or was that a reference to champion from the comic books, the the cosmic character who had one of the infinity stones at one time. Hmm, I took it as a reference to Hulk. Yeah. It, it, the way that they, the way that he said it, the way that the line was delivered to me, uh, seemed to say she brought me my champion, like my current champion that he loves so much that he would have to like use a taser on Thor to zap him out of god mode yeah he asked about surter being in a weakened state i think yes i think surter was in a weakened state when they first met at the beginning yeah of the movie. that's that's what it seemed like because he was talking about like being reunited with the flame eternal and yeah like, he had he to be would get out his his sword and become the size of a mountain and blah 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 like that seemed to be a bit of a weakened state yeah whatever was going on with him he was in a weakened state uh and it wasn't until the end where loki put his his Tiara, his crown, <laughs> and the, uh, it's a crown. And, uh, uh, so yeah, I think that uh, he, I think that the, yes, I think Hulk, uh, Thor knew that he couldn't beat Surtur in his full state, which is why he had to prevent uh, the, the Tiara from being placed in the uh, in the Eternal Flame. It's a crown. <laughs> um, I I don't think that it's he knew that he couldn't beat him at you know big big mode um i think that they probably could have taken him especially with hulk because like they had to stop hulk and hulk was like putting dents in him i like, love that hulk jump just goes at he it he just That's goes so, at it so funny and he's like hulk for once in your life don't smash and he's, but big monster <laughs> so good <laughs> so uh. i think that they could have taken surter um, I think that they kind of glossed over that fight because that wasn't the focus of the movie. They had just to, they had to get they had to get that MacGuffin in place. Well, I thought no, uh, Chekhov's I thought gun. It too, rather. There was like the they had to set up Chekhov's gun. Sure, and there was also uh, there's this prophecy that's going to happen, and you yeah. get the sense that it's going to happen one way or the other. It's prophecy, and it's just that like Thor to had to kind of decide that oh, I guess it's got to happen someday. <laughs> it might as well be now. Can't put it off anymore. Let's go ahead and Might get- as well be now when it, it can kill two birds. Like, allow Ragnarok to happen and take care of Hela. Mm-hmm. Might as well do it now. God. Yeah, so we got one last piece of feedback here. Miss Ashley Ann Coffin 
uh, oh, she message. wrote us a Twitter message instead of a, of a tweet. Uh, yeah, this is a bit more than 140 characters. I can see why you did that. Uh, <laughs> she says, hey, guys! Four exclamation marks? Five? It's, my eyes are blurring. <laughs> did you miss me? Of course we missed you. You've been not talking for a while. Like, what are you doing? Come back. Uh, she said, just saw Thor last night in IMAX and loved it. Honestly, I have been arguing with a lot of people about this movie because they didn't get it. Uh, they don't get the impending doom that is coming to the MCU and should bask in the cheeriness of this film because it's about to get real dark real fast. Some things I did notice were they changed the scene where Hela destroys the hammer. I distinctly remember in the trailer them finding a hobo-looking Odin and meeting her in an alley in, in New York City for the first time. Uh, by the way, I wanted more Doctor Strange in the movie, but I wish they would just let Benedict Cumberbatch just use his English accent. Every time he opens his mouth, the scene turns into a cartoon. Also, they I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's just a regular American accent. <laughs> Just a standard accent. Standard American accent. I'm a doctor. <laughs> Damn it, Ashley, I'm a doctor. <laughs> I'm a doctor and I speak however I want. I'm a surgeon. I'm a very, very fine surgeon. <laughs> I'm the best. <laughs> uh, you guys are funny. Uh, let's see. Also, they took three things from Thor. His hair, his hammer, and his eye! They did a good mm-hmm. job keeping it covered up in the D23 trailers for Infinity War with him missing an eye. They really did. They really, really did. I had uh, no idea. Which follows the uh, a specific Thor comic storyline. The Rune King Thor arc includes a moment where Thor has to sacrifice in order to gain the knowledge and understanding that lets him tap into his ultimate power. Uh, to do that, he pulls out his own eye, just like Odin apparently did. Yeah, Odin in uh, comics and in... Um, Thor, I'm sorry, in Norse mythology, uh, pulled out his eye to trade for uh, basically ultimate wisdom. He traded it to Mimir. Um, It's beside the point, though. Uh, If I recall correctly, Thor actually pulled out both of his eyes in the comic. Again, beside the point. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's see. She continues saying, but in the MCU, won't Stark be able to fix that in the thing they made Vision in? Isn't that what Dr. Helen Cho was saying in Ultron that Cocoon can do? Uh, probably, yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. it's supposed to do. I think, yeah, I don't know. Good, 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 a good call. It could be. Yeah, I mean, it, it would definitely test the limits because all we saw it doing before was just like patching Hawkeye up. Um, yeah, the eyes one was complicated. Yeah, uh, it's a really complex organs. part of your body. Yeah, especially a, for an Asgardian, like it's not I just would assume some, it's, it's not just some muscle. This is like a this is an eyeball. We're this is a complex here. thing that we developed. Come on. Plus, it looked like uh, when she stabbed him with that sword of hers, it looked like all this necrosis around his eye too. Yeah, but I may be wrong, but it looked pretty gross. It was blackened. It was yeah, pretty bad. Like so, maybe there's something magically. Uh, oh no! Wrong with his eye. On Magic top of is it. keeping it from growing back. Yeah. Yeah. She got stabbed a lot and then, like, bounced back because she was on Asgard. Like, why didn't that happen to Thor? That's where he's get his power from, too. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, Ashley continues saying, Hela was finally a formidable villain character. So many people were saying that she is still a lackluster character, and my thoughts on that will all depend on if she becomes death to Thanos. Which, fingers crossed, would bring her back into the MCU and give her the story arc she deserves. That's what it was, is that uh, 
when I was talking to what I was saying to Carrie, like Enchantress and Hella and Lady Death all seem to be mashed up into the same. Oh yeah, you were trying person. to remember who that other uh, the other person was. Yeah, yeah. It seems like they're mashing all of those characters together, which kind of sucks because that's you know three strong female characters that you're smashing into one, and right? Kind of limiting what we get in the MCU, but you know. There's like 7,000 characters that they have access to. Yeah, so maybe they need to smash a few of it together. Yeah. And I mean, where it makes sense, it's okay. Like, I would understand if Hela and Lady Death were effectively the same person, because she's the goddess of death. That makes sense. Right. But why? Anyway. um, So Ashley continues again, saying, uh, Now we have two movies to go to show us the final stone, which I'm really putting all my money on we won't see until Infinity War 2 because plot lines. Maybe Carol Danvers has it. Uh, We won't know until February and Black Panther. They keep toying with my emotions with Loki because it did seem he was finally maybe going to be on the good guy's side, especially during the conversation in the mid-credits scene. But as we saw in the D23 Infinity War trailer, he's handing the Tesseract to most likely Thanos, which is exactly what he was supposed to be doing all along. But how mad will Thanos be at him in the midst of years of failure? Will Loki yet again have betrayed Thor? Will he be doing it out of fear, not betrayal? Uh, more for survival of the people on the ship than and Thor? Or will we finally see the end of the God of Mischief once and for all? Okay, guys, that's all I got right now. Looking forward to the longer review. How mad will Thanos be? Pretty mad. Uh, exceptionally Titan. mad. He might be the Titan mad Titan. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. You had to try to steal my joke. Yep. Um. Yep. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. Will I think Loki will continue to walk the line between self survival and a real asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he, he may do things because he seem they seem good, but there's almost there's almost always two ways to interpret his actions, and that's what makes him tricky, and it's kind of what makes him fun. Yeah, yeah, it makes him uh, it makes him difficult to to pin down as far as like what is happening, um, what he's going to do, where he's going to do it, who he's going to betray, whether or not he's actually going to betray them. Like, he's he's a character, and yeah. I like that about him. Oh, yeah, me too. Like I like that he's that interesting. Yeah, still probably the best MCU villain, hmm. while not being a villain, but still being a villain. Right, yeah. I think that's what makes him interesting, is that he's all yeah. over the freaking place. I think so, I think so. Yeah. Well, guys... Uh, that's all the feedback we have. Keep it coming. If you want to hear more about Thor, let us know. Uh, I'm going to see it again this week, hopefully, and we may, we may. I'm sure we'll have more to say in the future, but uh, we definitely want to at least get to a feedback episode. Um, but we're the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, uh, check it out at patreon.com slash mcucast. Um, we've had a great time doing these episodes for you this week. Uh, a lot of stuff came out this week, and we should have be, be with you early next week for a... Uh, Agents of Shield, Agents of premiere. Shield premiere, season five, and a Runaways episode five. Ooh. So we got some cool stuff coming. I got all the Punisher wrap up stuff to do. So uh, stick around, hang out with us. We'll be back with lots more content. Um, one small plug for my stuff. 
Um, I'm in the middle of a big push to try to make uh, an album happen. It's the first time I've ever released a full-length album as a musician. Um, if you want to check out my music, please check out MatthewCarrollMusic.com. And there's a few ways you can do things you can do to support the music. And that's basically just sign up on any of my social media or sign up on the email list. Um, and so any of those things would be awesome. Uh, and then you'll get, you know, you'll be getting updates on what's going on and whenever I'm doing things. Um, and right now it's really important that I get more people on my social media because, uh, those numbers matter to certain people that I'm trying to work with. They're like, you want on this show? How many people do you have on Twitter? And I'm like, uh, six. And they're like, that's not enough. (laughs) You can't be on this show. Um, so if you are, if you, if, if you just go to MatthewCarrollMusic.com, all the social icons are in the bottom. Uh, you can, whatever your favorite social site is, just go like, like me on there. Um, and soon, uh, the album will be out. The album is going to be out for presale probably tonight, actually. So, uh, it's coming out in February. Yeah. It's funny that you say this is you the first time it. that you put out a full length album, and I'm like, but yeah. what about? Oh no, I've got like three or four of your EPs. Yeah, I've done EPs <laughs> many times over the years, and never to this extent either. My yeah. my EPs were always things I recorded myself in my house. Yeah, no, I've noticed the production value on the songs that you've let me listen to so far has been like really stellar. Thank you, man. Comparatively, you. I I put a lot of time, a lot of work, and a lot of money into trying to make this album like an actual professional release. Wait, you want to be just like, like big time professional musician? Yeah, I don't want to be I didn't want it to just be like limited to okay, here you can be a local musician. Like I wanted it to have have the possibility of going further. Yeah. Who knows if it will, who knows if it'll catch on, but um but I'm I at least wanted to make it where where it could you know right um so if please it's it's where my heart really is it's where i've been putting so much work into <laughs> this year uh is is just like making music that i that I, i've written and that i really care about so if you guys um can't get a chance go to matthewcarrollmusic.com um two t's two r's two l's and matthew carroll um <laughs> and uh yeah just uh do whatever you can like like me on instagram facebook twitter uh, or sign up on the email list. Whatever you can do, it'd be awesome. Yeah, guys, um, Matt doesn't really care about this podcast as much as he cares about his music, so go like that. <laughs> you know how much so I'll can... put into this podcast. I love this podcast. <laughs> um, but my music, that's like my life's work, you know? Yeah. It's like what I'm. It's like my main thing. It's your P.A. stores and songs. As much as I love this podcast, like this is like a few hours a week that we get to, that I get to do it because my life is my music, you know? Yeah, I understand. It's what I do. So uh, I, if you guys get a chance, it'd be great if you guys support it. Just by liking. Don't have to buy anything. Just go like it all on all the places, and it really helps me Just out. sign this petition. Yeah, just sign this petition so that Matt can be a musician, for real. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, well, again, thank you so much. We'll be back with you this week with lots more stuff. Until next time, true believers.